0: Well, good morning and welcome to Local Matters. We are talking about Education Matters today, and Education Really Matters. And I've got two special guests with me from All Good Middle School. Shannon Auberson is school librarian at All Good, and R- Ren Gudkin is the STEM instructor at All Good. Welcome to you both.
1: Thank Good you. Morning. Good morning.
0: And ren uh, let's say your name the non-German way. It's Gedkin. Is that a you better it. pronunciation? It's okay. So, Everybody
2: calls me Miss Wren.
0: Well, Miss Wren, we're yeah. we're glad to have you. Miss Shannon, we're glad to have you too. Great. I should say welcome back to you. Yeah. You've been on here before. This is fun. Well, some of our listeners may not know much about each of you, so why don't you uh, tell everyone a little bit about yourself? Shannon, you want to start?
1: Sure. I am Shannon Alberson. I am the librarian at Allgood Middle School. I um, have been teaching in Putnam County Schools for 21 years. Wow. Crazy. (laughs) Um, I went to Tennessee Tech. Go, Golden Eagles. Go, Eagles. And um, I have two children, a fabulous husband, a wonderful puppy. Um, I really enjoy reading. Science is my second love. So I think that's why Miss Wren and I get along so well. I really enjoy teaching. I've always loved teaching. And um, I do lots of other numerous things. You know, I love to go walking and hiking and camping. And
0: and I see you at yeah. church. Yeah. So we attend
1: uh, we church together.
0: Do that too. And Wren, how about you?
2: Um, I am the STEM teacher. I'm also the garden teacher. At Allgood Middle School.
0: And those are related.
2: Yes, very much so. There's lots of overlap there. Um, I've been teaching for 25 years. I've been at Allgood since they built the building. I started off as an art teacher for many years. I have a, an art degree and a, a teaching certification in fine arts. Um, and I was asked to start teaching uh, an intervention class several years ago, RTI class. And um, they thought it would just be another garden class. But I said, you know, I'd like to start a school garden. So Tim Martin was the principal at the time. He said, go for it. So I uh, started that in 2015. And it's very well established now. Became my favorite thing. So I asked, can (laughs) I do this full time? And Mr. Martin said, get your STEM certification. And yeah, you, you can incorporate that. So I went back to school, got my science certification, a couple other things. So now I'm the STEM teacher, and I absolutely love it.
0: Well, great. We're going to talk about STEM a lot as we go through this and its relationship to gardening. That's, that's pretty cool. But Shannon, we'll start off talking about books and libraries. So, what a way to start the morning. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, you've been school librarian for some time now, so yeah. talk about your role as librarian. Oh,
1: my goodness. Um, there's so many different facets to it. It's not just about the students. It's also about the faculty. Um, I am a book pusher. I love to, to like, you know, hey, here's a great book. But I do book clubs. I think we'll talk about that in a minute. I do so many other different little things, so many different hats. Um, A friend said it's sort of like the hub, and it does feel like that some mornings. It feels like that, which is fine with me. I love to have lots of people coming in and out. Um, uh, Gosh, today alone, I mean, you know, today is going to be lots of different things, but some days there's... You know, people in and out. I have library workers that come in from seventh and eighth graders. I um, collaborate a lot with the other Encore teachers. Um, I think we we're going to talk about that as well. Um, and so this year's a little bit different. So we're starting to kind of like doing a theme for the whole year. Um, and that's really incorporating the STEM um, and engineering aspect. And I try to coordinate some field trips with each grade. And we had lots of speakers. We just had a, a speakers from Averitt and FedEx that came in to talk about um, careers in transportation. Um, so we plan that and then um, we have the big trip plan to tech to the STEM department to um, collaborate with um, Dr. Dada, who is in the civil engineering department. It's an all-day thing for our seventh graders, which we're super excited about.
0: Yeah, um, we'll have to talk about some of those. Well, what kind of things are in the library beyond books? Oh, my gosh.
1: Um, so many things. We don't just do your typical traditional library books. We have lots of online um, materials as well. And all of our collection is located online. So if any of my students are out there listening or parents, you can go on our website and um, on our class link and find our collection. They can browse through it and reserve books. Um We also do a lot of collaboration with uh, the Putnam County Library, with Carol Teeter. She used to be the librarian at Algoddell Elementary, Mm -hmm. and she's doing a fabulous job of collaborating with all of the librarians in Putnam County. And she sends out things monthly. They have so many resources through their platform. Um, They just added a new new little um, app called, it's not little, it's called Hoopla, So if anybody needs to go on um, and check out a book, or they even have a collection of magazines and TV shows and movies that if you have a library card, you have access to it. So um, that's really spread out our materials, too, because I can send my students to that as well, which means I don't have to buy as many materials for the library.
0: That's one of the neat things about the technology that's available now is Mm -hmm. uh, you can get out into all kinds of libraries uh, pretty quickly.
1: And the other collaboration that we try to um, let our students know about is the Tennessee Electronic Library. It's TEL for short, mm-hmm. and that's open to any citizen of Tennessee um, and just anybody who runs across it. There's so many things on there um, that students can use to help with preparing for SAT, ACT, preparing for careers, preparing uh, just maybe even just getting a resume together. Learning about genealogy. There's a whole collection of science and social studies books on there that are just digital books for kids, encyclopedias. I mean, there's so just many all things. all kinds of things. It's all aren't free, there? yeah. And so
0: all free. Tell. It's just amazing what um, technology can do for us yeah. now. I remember an accreditation visited Tech a few years ago, uh, back when I was dean. So it was in the 90s. It's been a been a while now, and um, the accreditation. Uh, team member looked at one of our students and, and said, um, the library is right across the street from Johnson Hall. Can you show me where the path is between here and the library? <laughs> and this student looked at him and he said, sir, I can be in the Library of Congress faster than I can cross that street. <laughs> and I thought that's the perfect answer for a technological university.
1: That is. That's yeah, a great answer. That was.
0: That was Great. Well, Ren, let's talk about STEM for a moment. First, some people may still not understand that acronym. So talk about what STEM stands for and what it means at, at All Good. All
2: right. Well, STEM is Science, Technology, Engineering, and Math. And since I also have a background in art, uh, sometimes it's Steam. STEAM. Yeah, Science, Technology, Engineering, Art, and Math. There's a. I think STEM is just a creative pursuit. It's a creative process. So I think the the A, the STEAM, is definitely a big part of it. Um, I do some things on uh, grade-level science uh, standards for each grade. Um, I try to target, you know, fifth grade is studying rocks. I'll pull out my rock collection, and we'll have a good time with that. Um, if seventh grade is studying uh, systems of the body, I'll pull out my vast collection of bones, which is a Big crowd pleaser with the (laughs) seventh graders um, and let them look at those and try to determine what bone it is, what part of the body it came from and what animal it came from. Um, So we do a lot of things like that, um, incorporating science. As far as the engineering, we make solar cookers. Uh, We make puff cars on wheels with the sail and they put it in front of a fan and see how far down the hall it'll blow. Um, We make catapults. Even paper airplanes, um, that's a good one. I do yeah. with fifth grade to teach them the STEM process. So you, you have a goal, you research it, um, you make your prototype, you test it. If it doesn't work, you modify it, and then you test it again. So it helps them understand the whole process. Um, and like I said, I'm also the garden teacher. So um, very often, weather permitting, we're outside we have a woodland at school. It's about an acre and a half, pretty good sized space. We have a very large garden, um, which has about 20 fruit trees in it that are maturing and have fruit on them. We have berry bushes, lots of perennial uh, vegetables, herbs, and we plant annuals every year as well. We have a greenhouse. We just built a beautiful tool shed ourselves. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, in the library, you pretty much have a greenhouse in the library as well.
2: Yeah, we have a lot of plants in the library. So even when it's cold outside, we still have plants inside. Um, And we also, just in the last two years, have planted an arboretum. So we have 130 different tree species on campus that are all labeled. Uh, We went out into the woods and we used our smartphones to ID trees in the woods. And then we added to that number, the trees that we have in the garden, and we were 40 shy of having 100 trees. So we decided we plant 40 more trees in another space that was not being used, um, and we labeled them all and put paths throughout, and um, we're going to dedicate it this fall, um, and it will be a registered arboretum with the state of Tennessee.
0: Now that'll be pretty neat, and yeah. I assume the kids will be there and be able to say, I helped plant. That tree.
2: Yeah, all of my um, my RTI classes are my 21st century 21st yes. century this year. Yes, um, they just changed the terminology. Um, all of those kids have a garden bed or a tree or a group of trees that is their responsibility. So they water it, they weed it, they take care of it, which I think is good to give them um, a sense of ownership. Yeah, a sense of pride. And um, a sense of place, you know, this is my garden, this is my tree. Yeah.
1: It's the same as in the library. The uh, kids come in in the morning and that, they take care of everything. Like, I don't touch anything. They water everything, they prune everything, they clean it. They shelf your books. They sh- they sh- yeah, they yep. well yeah, but the garden kids come in important. and they do. They're like, Miss Auberson, do you want us to do this, this? And I'm like, Well you decide and they're like, What? Okay. And I think that now they don't even ask, they just know. They go in and get the water and they know exactly what to do. So and that
2: is a wonderful thing to be able to see something that needs doing and do it.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And they take over that ownership, yeah, that sense of responsibility so. for it. Well that's mm-hmm. that's really great. Um, yeah, I know. I've got uh, two grandchildren who um, were at all good. And Sarah has now moved to the high school, but um,
2: and one more who still is,
0: and yeah. one more that's there now. Still and, with us. yeah. Isaac uh, enjoys the garden and and doing those kind of things. We'll talk some more about the garden okay. here after we take a break. Well, welcome back. We are talking to Shannon Auberson and Wren Gedkin from Allgood Middle School, and we're talking about library and STEM and gardening, having uh, just all kinds of interesting things that students can experience there at Allgood. So let's talk a little more about the the garden project. It's a pretty elaborate project, uh, what, how does it relate to the standards that the students are required to move through as they move through middle school?
2: I think that the garden has so many opportunities to understand science. Having that firsthand experience in ecosystems, uh, observing uh, seasonal changes, seeing animals and plants um, flower and grow and go to seed and produce seed, Um, Die and be composted. We compost everything. Um, All of those uh, Mm -hmm. play into science and what they're expected to know and understand in a firsthand kind of way. So it's very engaging. They don't realize they're learning a lot of Mm -hmm. the time. Um, And that's, I think, what makes it so effective.
0: And and you may not know um, all of the effects you have on students, but... um, I have a granddaughter who came home from a STEM class, and she said, Granddad, today we dissected a frog. <laughs> and she said, I know you are a deer hunter, and it's deer season, and I want to dissect a deer. And so Sarah and I did dissect a deer last November. She learned November. how to do
2: some field dressing? <laughs> she did. She
0: learned field dressing, and I made her identify the uh, the organs and um and we we had a very good time and she learned some more science but she she'd certainly gotten her start in dissecting that frog but just wasn't enough
2: and that piqued her interest and then she got some more hands-on experience
0: so i may have an emerging um veterinarian or or medical scientist there of some kind that's great yeah that is great you never know where they're going to take this stuff and that shocked me that she would um, come through and do that, but well, I'm I think delighted. That
2: that's our job as encore teachers. That all of us, um, library, art, music, PE, Spanish, STEM. Mm-hmm. We are we are throwing a lot of kids, a lot of things at these kids.
0: Yeah,
2: uh, giving them a lot of different experiences just to see what kind of takes with them because they're young, they're developing, they need to have all of these experiences to kind of figure out what resonates with them and just to be a well
0: rounded person. Absolutely right. And you mentioned a phrase there that we ought to talk about. You mentioned Encore. Let's talk about what Encore is at your school.
1: Well, I mean, this reminds me of that story of those kids that came back from senior year and you weren't there because of a family emergency and they all came in and they were like, Where's Miss Wren? Where's Miss Wren? And they were graduating, you know, going on to bigger and better things than us. And it's like, oh, well, she's out of town right now. And they're like, we just want to see her room. That was our favorite. We love that. Does she still have those lockers? Can we go to the garden? Oh, my gosh, that was a, so much fun. So when they went to the garden, they came back, and they were like, that looks so different. Like, we're the ones who got that started. It was like garden, two years. Yeah, they, they, were they were like, are the we're ones the the so They were so excited to see, like, it come to fruition and, like, its growth and stuff. And I was like, well, y'all can come back this summer if you need to volunteer for anything. <laughs> And then they were like, "Um, (laughs) maybe not. We do
2: have them come back, and it's really wonderful to see. They come back, they come out to the woods, they come out to the garden, and they're proud of what they did. Sure. And a lot of times I think at the time they don't realize what they're doing. I'm mulching around this bush. It doesn't seem like much. I'm pulling some weeds. It doesn't seem like much. But over time, all of that accumulates, and all of those changes add up and become – something really amazing because there was absolutely nothing in 2015 when we started the garden. It was just a grassy hill. And now it's got all these big mature trees. It's got a wetland. It's got a pond ecosystem with fish and frogs and things swimming around in there and all of those other things. And they didn't realize at the time that that's what it would become. And then they come back and see it and it's magic.
1: I feel like that's a great definition for what Encore is because they do so much at our school with English and math and writing and they do it so well. Um, I don't want to toot our horn, but I really do want to toot our horn. (laughs) I mean, we just work so hard. And then they go into the encore classes and they use that. And then just like that's a prime example, they come back and they see, oh, I did this.
0: So what is an Encore class?
1: So Encore is they're all of the extras that they can come to, and it's it's an arts. It's the arts of, of it all. Like you, you get these skills, and I feel like our faculty work so well of, you know, build these skills, and then they come and they use them. They utilize, why are you learning this math? Well, you need to use that in your STEM class, in your science class. Why do you need to use learn this in science? Well, you're going to use that in real life. You know, if you choose to go into engineering or mathematics or as the sciences, those things are going to come into the core of everything else. So you need those skills and we need to understand that, you know, what level you're on to increase those skills mm-hmm. and then use those. That's a great example with right. the so kids that came the back. the
2: core classes and then the encore classes. And I think a lot of times what you were saying, Shannon, about how, they're learning all of this knowledge, and then when they come to Encore class, they can creatively apply it because mm-hmm. we're kind of the more creative things. Einstein said that knowledge um, is important, but that creativity is even more important than knowledge yeah. because that's what activates your knowledge. Mm-hmm. And
0: Absolutely. that's what they do. A and lot that's in what our they class. can feel in a mm-hmm. garden or in any kind of activity that yeah. applies
1: yeah, playing an instrument. what they've studied. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Howard Gardner, the amazing. Um, seven the, intelligences. Had, yeah. yeah, came up with the seven intelligences and like, and expa- explaining how academics are so important, but those will help inform the intelligences of, you know, how you learn, how do you see the world, and how do you learn the best way.
0: And, and when th- I first heard about STEAM, including the arts in STEM, uh, someone explained to me the science and the mathematics behind music Mm -hmm. and that how music was related to uh, all of these scientific things so you can bridge these gaps for students and help them understand these things all are part of the world
1: i mean we've come so far haven't we yeah it's all a part of how how we think and how we use what we know absolutely and bridging all of it because there's so many different learners, and in so many different pathways. You know, you may you may not be that kid that goes on to college. You may not be. Right. You know, you 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 may just do you know a a, the, a career path, or and that's fine. Like we try Absolutely to bridge right. it all. It we want we we've said this several times: the whole child. Like mm-hmm. we want to bring that circle around to the whole child, not just each. You know, not just one set of kids. So, I think Good. we do that well at our school.
2: I think so, too. All of the teachers contribute, and I think some children succeed in our classes, the Encore classes, feel a sense of achievement, maybe even more so than in some of the academic classes, and that's important. Mm -hmm. It gives them a a joy.
0: It does. A
2: reason to come to school. Yes. Well, and... and,
1: um also, recess. They love recess. <laughs> <laughs> there is that. <laughs> I think there's nothing
0: wrong with recess. Well, I think that, adults need time. recess. Can we? Please yeah, adults have a recess? need recess yeah. every day too. <laughs> I, I agree. and I understand you're thinking at all good about becoming a STEM certified school. You're on that journey.
1: Yeah. We heard that that's our next adventure. Well, we, then
0: it's going to be a great yeah. journey to be on.
1: We're excited about it. We've. We started doing a little bit of collaboration with, within the encore classes, and um, you know, trying to step into it slowly, um, and, but with all of us following, you know, all of us along, not just you know one group, one set. So, well, I think I
0: that's, like what that's what it takes. Well. It's a it's a system, and and I think that certification will will recognize that. I think so. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Welcome back to Local Matters. We are talking to Ren and Shannon about STEM and about libraries, about a lot of exciting things at All Good Middle School, and we were talking uh, about moving towards being a STEM-certified school. That takes a lot of collaboration, a lot of work between folks. So talk about some of the collaborations that are going on, and I know you do some things with Tennessee Tech also.
1: Oh gosh, I'm super excited about this. So last year, um, Ren and I, during our short little lunch breaks, talk talk about how we can collaborate, and we try to bring in um, the arts and the music and our PE. And um, I had gone, I had went to a Tennessee Association of School Librarians conference, and there was a couple of schools that do. presented on how they have a theme their encore teachers have a theme all year long and they just run with that and I was like well how could we do that and I asked Ren and she's like well that's a great idea and I was like well let's just start off small what do you think you know maybe do like one at the beginning of the year and we were both like water water is a great one because there's so much in our world that's around water you know we have so much water but then also in Tennessee we have so many fabulous streams and rivers and lakes and I mean I grew up on Del Hollow and that's such an important part of our culture in Pickett County and not not just Pickett County but across Tennessee you know and the importance of you know how did we get that some students don't even realize you know oh TVA is like why did we need this we need electricity you know you mentioned that and they're like we didn't have electricity at one time. I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, it's like, okay. So then it's like, okay, what about water scarcity and the importance of, you know, understanding how to make sure we have clean water and what's the future of water? Like, yeah, how how drastic is this going to be? Are we going to need to watch weather patterns and understand flooding and um, many other topics in our environment about water? So we just were like, okay, water. And then she, she and I both took a big trip over the summer. I went to Ireland and she went to where all did you go I
2: went to the former Yugoslavia
1: yes <laughs> wow. kind of
2: obscure place to go but it was wonderful
1: <laughs> and we were texting each other whenever we'd have service about you know things about our theme and then of course about our fabulous trips but we also were like hey how to, how's it there what's happening there and you know in Ireland it's an island and water is so important to them it's such a seafood place and they get so much rain and it's just magnificent how they see different, I mean, they see environment differently than we do. They recycle everything. It's just a different way to think. So it's like, okay, we'll bring that into how other cultures, you know, and so we're just sort of like, this is the driving force for our collaboration. And then we got uh, Miss Ramsey, Erin Ramsey, our art teacher in on it. And she was like, I want to do this too, you know, can I co- incorporate like the the theme of water artists love the theme of art of water and art, and I was like, "Yeah, sure, that'd be fabulous." And so she has this beautiful. She started this beautiful installation in her hallway with water, all these gorgeous fish, and they were she, just talking about. Her
2: students made these beautiful koi fish that are three dimensional, kind of origami looking, mm-hmm. and they're colored. And then she put them on this beautiful, huge blue backdrop, and there's just this big school of fish swimming across <laughs> the hall. It's amazing. And then she also she taught this them week. about salamanders. That's what it was. And they're decorating salamanders with these amazing patterns. And that's beautiful because I'm teaching about Tennessee watersheds, and I'm teaching about all the biodiversity in our watersheds, in our rivers, and salamanders. Did you know But we have more salamanders than anywhere else in the entire world?
0: I we're did not kind know of, that.
2: We're the hot spot for biodiversity for salamanders, And so I'm teaching about our rivers, about our lakes, our reservoirs. Actually, we only have one lake that's not man-made, the rest are reservoirs, and all the wildlife that's in them. And like Shannon was saying, the fact that these reservoirs produce electricity for us and drinking water. Tennessee is very lucky that we have 50 inches of rain every year. Yes. Um, But managing that um, is still a big engineering feat, and it's interesting to learn about. And music is in on it as well. Yeah. Um, so Emma Schott is our choir director, and she has come up with a piece of music called The Famine Song, which talks about what happens when you don't have water. And it's a beautiful, haunting mm-hmm. melody. Also, another collaboration I'm making rain sticks in STEM class with my bunch. We're passing them off to Aaron Ramsey in their art class. They're going to decorate them, and then they're passing them off to Emma Schott. That is going to incorporate the sounds the rain sticks make. It's a beautiful musical piece. Yes, Yes. and then Um, the library
1: we're going to try to do the story writing, storytelling about water in Tennessee, their thoughts and ideas and memories of water, and then poetry about water. Try to get like some storytelling. And then the this summer I attended a couple of um, STEM oriented um in services or professional developments at tech that were provided by tennessee tech and then another one that was provided at um our water
0: the water center the water at center
1: tech. at tech mm-hmm. but then also uh, it's the water department here in town um over across from prescott where yeah they, the water treatment where area. everything is clean yes so you wouldn't think that a teacher would want to do that in the summer but to the go, science but down there is phenomenal. it was amazing yes, it is and they provided a full day and it's I just those guys were amazing. Those ladies down there were fabulous. Um and we learned like how to how our water is cleaned and how we need to protect our waters, you know, and how all of the different science and so I'm gonna try to bring some of that in. And with that I learned about Doctor Dodd of at Tennessee Tech and she I got in touch with her just uh, Doctor Moore, you know, introduced us. Just through email, we've never met in person, which I'm super excited about meeting her in person. (laughs) She was out of of the country as well. But throughout the summer, we've been emailing back and forth, and we have created a whole day for our seventh graders to go to tech, uh, to the STEM center, having hands-on interactive activities about water, learning about um, protecting our water, jobs in the water industry, which I had no idea. We've talked about this a lot, Ren and I, how there's so many jobs that are going to be offered Yes. in the future no because question. so many no question. Um, older people are aging out of those jobs mm-hmm. and our students had no idea so that's sort of one thing that we're collaborating on is bringing more people in
0: and students don't think about the different kind of jobs that are there If you know if you're not particularly excited about civil engineering and making the dams or treating the water quality you can work in wildlife resources and be an officer that's on the lakes or somebody that stocks the fish in the lakes. There Mm -hmm. are thousands of jobs, not all of which require college degrees. Oh, my gosh, I was
1: fascinated by it. The group that helped support this and bring this to Cookville is called the Cumberland River Compact Organization. Mm -hmm. Oh, my gosh, they were so good. We're hoping to have them at our school as well. And they're just doing so much to protect our waterways. And this was one of them was to try to um, educate our students and the next generation of students about maybe thinking about going into those engineering jobs. Of course, us being ladies, we really want to push some of the girls toward Absolutely. that as well. Um, and there was a lot of um, – was, that was was it was two girls who have – two ladies who have degrees in engineering, which made me so excited.
0: Well, the Society of Women Engineers at Tennessee Tech – interacts a lot with the STEM center. So they'll meet some of those folks when they're we're excited when about they're it. doing that. And if your students go down to the Tennessee Aquarium in Chattanooga, you'll study watersheds and and they'll have a chance to see things that were designed at Tennessee tech that include things like, well, if, if farmers or agriculture use the wrong kind of fertilizers and that gets into the watershed That affects the salamanders.
2: Well, I have a a whole unit on eutrophication. What happens when um, fertilizers do get washed into bodies of water and then that feeds instead of uh, making the plants grow where it was intended to. Right. You know, water is a solvent. So as it washes across the land, it picks up all of that with it, carries it into a creek or a river and it, instead of feeding the crops, it winds up feeding algae in the water.
0: Which we don't want which necessarily we don't want. in we, the water. We like
2: our water to be pretty and blue. But yep. when that happens, when the fertilizers are washed into the water, it turns green. Yeah. And it turns so green that it blocks out the sun for all the other things that are trying to live in the water. And
0: many of them go away because of that. Yep,
2: and they get choked out.
0: Yep. Yeah. Well, and that's part of the fun of STEM study is it, it affects everything. When you start looking at it, it, it really does have a, have a big effect. Well, there's more than just gardens and water in your STEM work at <laughs> All Good. I know there's a robotics club. What other kinds of STEM activities can, can students get involved in?
2: So Miss Williams is doing the robotics club, and that is part of our after-school program, our 21st century program. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a garden club, which is also part of the 21st century program. What else?
0: Shannon has a book club, but it's yeah. early in the morning. Right? It's yeah, a before-school part
1: of 21st. Century. Yeah. yeah, we do um, the 21st
0: century thing.
1: We do rise and read book clubs. I just started this week. Um, and Just they this morning. Yeah, they they will start this morning. Um, they do. Um, and we're super excited because Mr. Trey Bundret and Mr. Krith, our officer, is actually doing one of them in the morning. So I'm super excited about that to maybe get some more guys in. That I see that you know oh. We read, you read, you're an adult and you read. Why? Well, yes, we do. Mr. Bundler reads all the time. All the time. Yeah. I caught them talking about it. And that's how I snatched them in for the book club. And I was like, wait a minute. Y'all have not, y'all been reading. and You didn't tell me. And they're like,
0: now they get to be a role model. Like, <laughs> that's great. Yeah. Right.
1: So I was like, oh, you let the long, wrong person know that you like to read. <laughs> um, and so yeah, we do that 3 days a month, 3 days a week. Um from 6:45 until 7:45.
0: And students can sort of pick their own areas yes. that they like to read in. I heard you talking yeah. about studying World War II a little bit.
1: So our first book um I was on Mondays, it's Number of the Stars, which is a classic by Lois Lowry. Um Many um, students grew up reading that. And then, you know, when you change curriculums and things, it sort of gets dropped. But it's a book that everybody should read. It's like,
2: I picked it up and fell right into it.
1: Oh, it's so good. I love falling into a book. It's my favorite fall. <laughs> <laughs> well, that in autumn. Um, and then the next book, four, fifth 5th, and 6th, and then a different day, 7th, and 8th, is a, a classic. One of my favorites, A Wrinkle in Time by oh, wow. Madeline yeah. Lingle. So, yeah, it's a little bit of a... It's got lots of science in it as well. Um, it talks a lot about the um, theory of relativity and the theory of time travel and space. Which students
0: really get excited they about. They love it. It's a they classic.
1: Do. It was written years ago, but it still holds up.
0: Yeah. So. Well, you guys are doing amazing work at All Good, and we, we could stay here and talk all day long, but we're out of time. Oh. So I guess we'll just <laughs> tell parents and students and everybody else, go visit and uh go by the school sometime and just see all the great things that are that are going on and ren and shannon thank you for all you're doing and thank you for being with us today
1: well thank you oh, thank so you. much was this was so much fun we could do this all the time
0: there you go <laughs>